This is Ryan Watching the Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Going balls up my lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <sighs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 220. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing, Kevin? <laughs> pretty good. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? All right. So, what movie do we have you watch this week? Blue Mountain Mystery. Blue Mountain Mystery. What? Specifically, Thomas and Friends, Blue Mountain Mystery. What? This came out in 2012. This is a little Thomas the Tank Engine movie. Oh, boy. Pick this, pick this in honor of Sausage Party <laughs> this week. <laughs> Uh, and you may be wondering, what is the tie-in? Well, Greg Tiernan directed this movie, and he directed Sausage Party. <laughs> so we'll we'll get into that in a bit. I have a synopsis here. Thomas tries to solve the mystery of the little green engine at the Blue Mountain Quarry. Oh, oh boy. boy. Yeah. Ryan, tell us a little bit about Thomas and Friends' Blue Mountain Mystery. So, uh, Thomas and Austin and your friends are working in the quarry, and a new miniature engine shows up this green, but he kind of keeps the shadows and hides from everyone, and you kind of find out that he was put on a ship to I should come to America from somewhere in Europe. And also on the ship was another engine that spoke Spanish. And the reason that's important is because the little tech pretty much makes fun of him because he can't understand what he's saying. And it's a bother asking him, like, what language it is. He's just like, oh, I can't uh, understand him, so fuck you. And <laughs> he is the, the bigger tank on the ship. They all have, uh, like, metal clips on their wheels to hold them from dropping off the ship. And this tank, in the middle of the voyage, his metal clips get broken, so there's nothing holding him on the ship. So when they go to evacuate the entire ship, when I assume when they make it to America, when... The the little tank wants to get off the ship first because he can't wait. He's not patient about anything. So the little tank gets lifted by cranes, and when they're pulling him off, he hits the steam exit part of the top of the other tank. Knocks him into the water, and they just leave him there for like months. 
So wait, what was the mystery part of it? Figuring out who the the green guy was. Figuring out who, who the the guy that the green guy knocked into the ocean because he's an asshole. Mm. So the green guy knocked another guy into the ocean. Yes, and that's why he's kind of like hanging out in the quarry. Correct, but it wasn't the green guy's fault. Was the crane operator a human or was the crane another person, like another living? What do you think about that? They don't show the crane operator one time. So I don't know. But the crane itself doesn't have a face, right? Uh, some points, yes. At some points, no. Well, there might be two different cranes, but they look the exact same. Okay, I, I don't, I don't understand the. I'm, I'm watching the trailer, and one crane has a face. Hmm. But this is the crane that's like working in the quarry. Yeah. So I guess that one has a face. Maybe the one. The one on the ship doesn't have a face, I guess. And maybe that was um, that's what caused the the accident. Maybe it's the ship itself that has the face. Yeah. The crane on the ship does not have a face. What I'm trying to figure out is the logic behind Thomas and Friends, because it seems like they're sentient, but in the trailer that I saw, there's people. Like, there's humans as there's, well. Uh, the only humans are... There's a couple operators of train engines... And the the main train operator, uh, the guy that owns everything, I can't think of his name, but to me it looks like the Monopoly guy. <laughs> so that's what I call him. Monopoly, so, yeah. so that guy owns Comets and all of his friends. Yeah, apparently, yes. Yeah. So does somebody operate Thomas? Like, does somebody climb inside of Thomas? and, Or is Thomas able to... No one operates him. Well, there may have been a guy in one team, but like I said, they don't talk. They just do what they have to do. And sometimes there's people operating them, and sometimes there aren't. I don't understand. I don't understand the world of Thomas and Friends. You and me both. 
It's just, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, if there were no humans at all, then I would get it. Because then it would be like a Cars type thing where they're all, all the vehicles are alive and that's the world they live in. But the fact that there are people <clears throat> and like some vehicles seem to be alive and some are not. Well, it's also just because it's weird if you take the people out of the equation, that makes a little more sense. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense because you're like, why do we need trains then? Right. Yeah. Like, exactly. what are we? What are we shipping? We don't have people. There's no reason to ship stuff. There's no need for railroads. Maybe the people were once there, but something. It was like it's it's some, the rapture occurred, and now they're all gone. It was like some sort of like nuclear war type thing where it obliterated all the people and then mutated the trains into talking. <laughs> <laughs> with or, or, or yeah, go like kind of bouncing off that idea. Maybe 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 I'll play guy dropped an atom bomb and killed everyone except for Thomas and his friends. Well, I'm wondering if maybe the life that it that now is Thomas was once a person, and this bomb melded the two. Oh, like the he was like in the. It. He was in. Yeah, he was like the conductor. He was the train conductor when the bomb went off, and it kind of fused the two of them together. Oh, my God. See, if there's a dark version of Thomas, I would totally watch it. Well, it's one of those series that is. it feels like it is teetering on the edge because they're just so creepy. Like, the, the faces mm-hmm. yeah, I and stuff. I just. It. I feel like that you're they're so close. I, I have to a, be very yeah, adult. I have a feeling this would be this is the type of thing that you would not want to do certain drugs and then watch because I have a feeling that it would like it would any of them. Do, <laughs> yeah, it would just it would just melt your brain. It would just yeah, it would ruin your reality. And I think you would lose it. Because Tom, Thomas is creepy. He's creepy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm looking at him right there. He's looking at crazy me. Eyes. Yeah, he's got that weird ass smile thing. Man, he's got well, those eyes man, that follow man, you man, wherever man, you man, wherever man. you are. Fucking, it's terrifying. I'll smile like child molesters. Hmm. Okay, so that's the Blue Mountain mystery solved. <laughs> Solved. Another another case closed by Thomas. When I first started watching it, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I thought it was going to be way more complicated. Nope. It was very, very basic. They just had a whole bunch of nonsense in there. Yeah, this was a straight to, straight to video release, straight to DVD. It's only an hour long. Now, see, it's thankfully, merciful, mercifully an hour long. Now, you know, with all like kid stuff, have has there ever been like a like a Thomas the Tank Engine like movie that's actually not been straight to video or DVD? Not that I'm aware of, but there's been a shitload of them. Yeah. Which yeah, we'll get yeah. into. Well, I know like my nephews loved Thomas the Tank Engine. And I just, I, I can never wrap my head around it. Well, see, the thing about Thomas the Tank Engine is I'm pretty sure that was even around when we were really little kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was from, like, it was originally, like, from the, the 80s, 80s, I think. Nah, I, think it was even, I think it was even before that. 
I'm gonna look this up. Is this from the UK? Yeah, it was. It was a UK thing. Okay, I was the green guy and a couple other tank engines have like Irish accents and some have English accents. I was very confused as to why. That makes sense. Well, kind of uh, going off of that, there was actually two versions of this movie. There was a U.S. one and a U.K. one. They redubbed it for the U.S. one for some reason. <laughs> like, just leave the U.K. voices in. Uh, what yeah. the hell? Kids are going to be so damn confused with those I accents. I mean, it's, 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 it's one thing when you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, something that's not, that's not in English then I can kind of understand the dubbing, especially for kids. But what? Like, that doesn't seem necessary to me at all. Uh, So it looks like the first, at least on IMDb, the first mention of Thomas the Tank Engine was from a TV show in 1970 called The The Railway Stories. Yeah. And then he had, and then there was a TV series from 1984, called Thomas and Friends. Gotcha. Thomas is getting up there in years. Well, the, the interesting thing here on the Wiki, Wikipedia page is from 91 to 93, George Carlin was oh, yeah. the storyteller. Yeah, George Car- it was uh, George Carlin, and then I think Alec Baldwin was yeah. also... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alec Baldwin was also one of the storytellers. I did not the show. The show went on for 19 seasons. It's so just it you, at the, which you that's pretty damn impressive because you're really limited here. Like they're on tracks. Like how <laughs> much can they, how much adventures can they get into when they're limited to the tracks? Yeah. I, I don't know. You'd think that if they probably just, it's probably the same stuff. Like, Oh no, there's a rock slide and we got to get, Craney to come over and move the rocks out of the way. Oh no, Thomas can't make it to the birthday party. What are we gonna do? I just want to like how. I guess I should watch Thomas the Tank Engine, and I guess a lot of my questions would be answered. But I just, I just don't understand how you like. What can tank engines do that can be so enthralling? I don't know. I I, I think all of. The the clips and things that I've seen of this show have been very boring and just. The only thing for, I yeah. it's for really really young kids too, like very young kids. The only thing I've ever seen is like a train moving and then trains with their weird faces talking. Yep. All my friends that have young kids, their kids all love those But here's what I don't understand: like, did we? We're probably we were probably way too young to answer this, but I'm just wondering if any of our friends or family members that are our age were into this because I don't I don't think so. Like I, I may, maybe it didn't make it to the states yet, and that's why we had matchbox cars. Yeah, that's different. That's a toy. That's like this is like a TV. This is like yeah, an educational like TV show. It was probably played before or after Sesame Street. But how educational? Like, what are they? What are what are they teaching kids in Thomas? Engineering. The <laughs> Engineering. The best of the. They're teaching them a trade, Kevin. <laughs> the best of the their mistake. 
I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's a series that has always kind of confused me. I don't. I would like to know if if I was into this when I was a little kid, because I would imagine that probably the age that you're into this, I probably wouldn't remember. Really. Yeah, you might not remember. I don't think I was like. I'll ask my my dad and see see what he says. But I definitely don't remember being into this at all. And I remember most of the shit that I was into when I was really young. I don't know. Well, just, look, uh, I now have Thomas the Dag toys, whereas when I was little, I had Magic. That's what. I mean, I remember being at like daycare and stuff like that, and seeing the toys, like the because they used to there'd be the the actual train toys, and they'd have like little uh, like a wooden track. Oh yeah. You could build. Yeah. I don't know so I remember it. seeing the toys. Um, can't remember how many of those I bought for birthday parties over the years. Hmm. They're so shitty. It's just such a shitty, boring thing. It's I know. So it's, it's just it's an awful, terrible series. Which I guess I is understand. I guess is I wonder if like kids just sleep, and maybe that's the appeal of it. Maybe right? parents love it because kids just fall asleep. Could be. Could be. Uh, let's talk about Greg Tiernan, the director of this. So, looking at his filmography, he has almost exclusively directed Thomas and Friends uh, straight-to-DVD movies. The only things that are not Thomas and Friends, he did one called Awesome Adventures Volume 2, Races, Chases, and Fun. He did Kid Tunes, Sid the Science Kid, and did one called Mighty Messes. Hmm. Uh, all the rest, straight up Thomas and Friends. We got Birthday Express, Rescue on the Rails, Merry Christmas Thomas, Day of the Diesels. Oh boy. Splish, Splash, Splosh. Thomas and the Runaway Kite. So is that just, it's just Thomas chasing a kite? Chasing after a kite. But it but it goes too far away from the tracks, and he, it, he has to yeah, that's what, that's what I imagine. Like most, like every episode is like they're following whatever issue it is or problem or mystery, and then they get to a certain point where it like goes like ten feet away from the tracks, and they're just like, oh, nothing we can do, and they just go back and then go to sleep in their little stables or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> stables. <laughs> There's Pop goes Thomas. That's a uh, tour the bumpy track when Thomas delivers a picnic surprise of bubbling lemony treat to everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds exciting. There's curious cargo. I'm going to guess that involves human trafficking. <laughs> uh, no, there's a picture of a giraffe, so it's a giraffe. Oh. Uh, it's not that curious. That's probably funny, though. Seeing a giraffe. <laughs> a oh. oh man. What is this mighty messes? Let's see what this is all about. I just hope that it Oh, it's a it's it's like a three it's a three banger. It's it's uh Fireman Sam, Bob the Builder, and Thomas the Tank Engine. All working together? I think what it is, what this looks like to me is a uh it's like a compilation of episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're working together. I think that it's probably just like a DVD set that has like three episodes that have 
a very loosely tied theme. Yeah, of messes and teaching kids to clean up their goddamn messes. Clean up your shit, kids. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it, it for Greg Tiernan. He did Thomas the T- Thomas and Friends and then Sausage Party. So now he went from weird-talking trains to weird-talking like hot dog buns that look like they have vaginas for mouths. Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting Oh, my God. That was the animation. I mean, I'm sure, usually when you pick somebody as a director of an animated film, it's because they're, they have experience in that. But I think it's just odd that he's the one. Like, he's done nothing but Thomas and Friends, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about this. Animation I've, looks god-awful. <laughs> the animation <laughs> looks so terrible in, that, in all of those. Like, it just looks the, the lowest quality food fight level animation it looks like playstation one yeah it does it looks very very poorly done and i'm sure that that's a lot to do with budget constraints but oh, still yeah, he's just making money off these suck. but it's also not that these are really old either i think the so the one i gave you was from 2012 but they go up to 2013 so it's not like these are really old yeah uh, the other director of Sausage Party, his name is Conrad Vernon. He did, uh, what did he do? Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. He did Monsters vs. Aliens. Uh, he did Shrek 2. And he wrote the first Shrek. Hmm. So he's got a little bit of a better uh, pedigree here with the animated movies, but... I wasn't really big on any of the ones that he directed. I did see Monsters vs. Aliens, and I wasn't too thrilled with that. I didn't see Madagascar 3, because I didn't like the first one. I liked Shrek 2. I remember liking Shrek 2. He's also the voice of the gingerbread man in Shrek. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's a funny character. Hmm. Yep. Uh... So what do you think, Ryan? Any any final thoughts on Thomas, Thomas and Friends, Blue Mountain Mystery? Before I give you your drum Stupid. roll. Stupid. I'm pretty excited for the hot dog movie. Oh, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, let's go ahead and give you your drum roll. What are you going to give Thomas and Friends, Blue Mountain Mystery? One. One. Oof. <laughs> Do you notice the quake death? You knew. You knew what was going on with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's always going to be zero, but... Yeah, that shit locked in like <laughs> a minute. That was one of the ones where as soon as the credits rolled, he threw his hands in the air and said, yep. one. So you're you're pretty excited for Sausage Party. Yeah. I'm uh I I don't know if you guys have seen the marketing material for this like the posters and stuff but they're plastered all over the the streets where I'm at and some of them are just like wow they they got away with that like the one is oh who is who plays the taco Selma Hayek plays the taco and it just has a picture of her, and it says she likes beef and fish. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just uh, like, you're just like, wow. Uh, 
<laughs> Ryan's response is the greatest. Oh my! I don't know. I don't know. This movie, I think, is going to be pretty outrageous. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on the weekly show. Kevin, Kevin's not into it. He fucking hates it already. <laughs> <laughs> He's boycotting it. Uh, I just don't see. I don't. I don't. No. Like, there's no way. How long is this movie going to be? It is, I'll tell you, it is uh, an hour and a half. Give me a fucking break. You want to see a bunch of food talk for an hour and a half? I do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see it, yeah. It's the first rated R animated film ever. No, that is not true at all. <laughs> That's what this film name is. They said that like two or three times. Well, they're wrong. They're wrong. So, there's been there's been tons of rated R animated movies. Doesn't doesn't um like don't don't the people know that the food can talk, right? Or no? I have no idea. It looks like it from some of the. But you would think that this if this had to happen earlier. Like, just all of a sudden, people realize that all this food can talk? Weird. I don't know. Maybe they'll get into it. Why the fuck? I don't know. It's just, it's, this is just... I don't get it. It's so stupid. I don't want any part of this. It's, it's from the food's perspective now. Yes. Yeah, and they have bought from the grocery store. And they're taking them to be eaten. I get that. But... An hour and a half of that. Uh, I could do an hour and a half of it. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's it's got a great, pretty great cast. Here we got Michael Sarah, got James Franco, got Bill Hader, Selma Hayek, as I mentioned, Jonah Hill, great. Anders Holm from uh, Workaholics, Paul <laughs> Rudd, Seth Rogen, Craig Robinson. Edward Norton, Nick Kroll, Danny McBride, basically everybody. Pretty this much. is another one of these movies that has everybody in it. Mm. Well, you guys. Uh, Greg, Greg Tiernan is in it uh, as well. He does the voices of Potato and Noodle Soup. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you guys enjoy your stupid talking food sex comedy shit. Okay. Conrad Conrad Vernon, the other director, is in it too. He does the voice of toilet paper, sauerkraut, cat call sausage, grape number one, beer can, and pop bottle. Uh. Mm. Harlan Williams does the voice for Baba Ganoush. Hmm. So, like, the toilet paper can talk too. It looks like it, yeah. Pop tart. So, it's not just the food. Yeah, here's beer keg. So it's everything. Looks like it, yeah. Now, yeah, here's tampon. So, tampon. That's voiced by uh, Is it Kristen Seth Rogen's wife. Which one what? is Kristen Wiig? Kristen Wiig is Brenda. She's the hot dog bun. Yeah, there's a light bulb. This is just out of hand. Uh, this is out of hand. Yeah, here's bag of dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be each little individual? That is a good point. It probably would be, I would think. Because if you if you 
the entire each of the hot dogs. Yeah, they're their own person. That's what I mean. And they're in a pack, so yeah, you would think each pellet, each kibble. Exactly. Maybe they. Maybe they are. Maybe that. Maybe that is what it is. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Yeah. Well, you won't. <laughs> you guys will let me know. <laughs> uh, all right. I need to shit. You watch. You have to watch it yourself. Watch the shit. Any final thoughts, Ryan, on Sausage Party or Thomas and Friends? No. Nothing? All right. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Bye. Uh...